For millions of years, human beings have been part of a tribe. It is our human nature to desire being surrounded with like-minded people. It is through our exposure to soul-deep conversations that our personal expansion is born. Tribe Quest isn't a place, it's a feeling inside every one of us. And as Rumi said, seek those who light your flames. My name is Berenice, I'm your host of the Tribe Quest podcast, and I'm so excited you're tuned in. Are you ready to be lit? Our very special guest for today's episode is Yasmin Baalal. Yasmin approaches wellness, sorry, not wellness, as more than an individual pursuit exploring matters such as the decolonization of spirituality, traumas of minorities, collective karma, and human interdependency. Coming from a law and political science background, she loves to outline the links between academic knowledge, spirituality, religion, and esotericism. Pouring her African culture in it, conversations as she puts it with the stars, her individual empath experiences, and her love for arts, Yasmin is trying to figure out with you how we can make the world a better place by starting by ourselves and deconstructing the collective and individual beliefs that block the human soul and shade our greatest gift, which is love, limitless and fearless love. So without further ado, let's begin. Today is Yasmin, and before we start, I want to ask you the question, what sets your heart on fire? Hello, Berenice, what sets my my heart on fire? I have to say, it can sound kind of basic, but beauty sets my heart on fire. Any beauty, it can be in nature, in art, in my surroundings, in meeting people. You meet some treasures in human beings, some hidden treasures that are worth a Bukowski or the greater philosopher or greater sage of this world. And you can learn so much from them. This really sets my heart on fire. Also, anything spiritual sets my heart on fire. A good man sets my heart on fire. <laughs> sets my heart on fire. Food sets my heart on fire. But I would say that the thing that sets the most my heart on fire is the inequalities, the harm that is done in the world. And from this, borns like a will to change the world and at least change my surroundings or make them good for me. And I think that's a beautiful answer. Can you dive deep into um, when you said exactly with beauty, for example, when you when you meet people, or what exactly is it that resonates so much for you that you think this is, for example, uh, an awe, a jaw-dropping moment? It's not necessarily a jaw-dropping moment. Sometimes you will be in a group of people or you will see like a group of people and for them, for you, they're all the same. And you will start talking to them. They will still be, be all the same and like all the other people. And around the conversation, you will meet like someone or that and you will see a hidden part of themselves or something that which, which is not like this uh, extroverted from them. And you will start talk and talk and talk. And they really widen your view on the world. They really deepen your questioning and your meeting of yourself. And there are also people who 
it can be very basic. It's not necessarily like very cultured or very intellectual people. Like some people, they met themselves deep enough and they understand, like they have their view, their understanding of the world that makes you also feel less alone because you feel connection, because you like someone is seeing you, seeing your soul and you can see someone's soul. And I feel like I can see your soul sometimes and I'm really happy and I feel blessed for that because you see so much beauty when you see a person's soul instead of their personality or their persona, which is so built and which is like so much unnecessary beliefs. And I think that's good, but this can also, I don't know, I think that maybe you can join me on that. This pattern of always wanting to see like what is behind with people it can also sometimes trigger uh, some toxicity because sometimes mm. you only want to see the best in people. So you mm. want so much bullshit, so much superficiality. But you know, we all have a deep self and you will see the deep self and you will be like, oh, I'm more interested in the deep self and I will be blind to the, all the rest. But the thing is that what spirituality told me for the, is like, I don't have to compromise between like all the person bullshit and their deep. There are people who have like both. And mm. that's where, and with the law of attraction, with transforming yourself, you will attract more and more amazing people, even without making effort. You will meet those hidden treasures in humanity. And I don't know how if you agree with this or I, I think I think it's beautiful what you say. I think you can add on to is just maybe that when you see beauty, you can see beauty in everything that like you say, because when you see beauty as it is in its natural form, it's when you're in the present moment, when you finally see everything, like I think beauty is also a lot about seeing things in so much detail, because when you see someone in the present moment, when your thoughts are really aligned in that moment, and you're not thinking about the past or the future, when you're just in that moment, you see it someone and then of course you also see the soul and everything and everything that it is like it is but i think beauty is also something very judgment free because when you see it and it can be anything i think the the um the world or how we were raised was limiting us to see beauty you know like in the magazines and like how certain people should look like but what real beauty is the frequency and the vibration is just to enjoy someone like he is and accept him. And I think beauty has a lot to do also with acceptance, just to give that person the the space and the the freedom to be as he is or as she is. And then you can just dive so much deep more deeper into like like you always did when when we met. The first thing I noticed about you is that you are so in love with details. If it's um, if it's handbags, you know, how they're made, like how they, the leather is put, how, how things are, but also in different things, not just materialistic things, how, well, also food, you know, like how food is made, how food is created. And that's also a beautiful thing. And I think that beauty has so many layers and that's to it. Oh, I agree with you. And I think what you say is so inspiring and beautiful. And you know what you said, for example, like we have to see beauty as it is with its different mm. Beauty is also details. And beauty is, beauty is not just what it is. It's also how it is, you know. And, mm. you know, for me, it's not just about details. It's But it also says the same. It's also about all the shades, the best and the mm. and you see. Yeah. 
all. And, you know, and realizing that nothing is one dimension. Everything has so many dimensions. And with people, it's even more important to see this side. And also when you say, like, society taught us that beauty is one thing. For example, uh, we, had, we had periods where beauty was being super healthy, where beauty, for example, with people was being super skinny, where beauty was being super pale. And we see this transformed all the time. But does it mean, or with, for example, with contemporary art, some people say you cannot really understand contemporary art or appreciate it if you don't have like a his, uh, art history background. Mm. But I believe what you said, no, beauty is not something, is not a capacity to train. You don't have to get trained to feel the beauty and see the beauty. It's the opposite. You have to deconstruct what you've been taught to appreciate the beauty. It's not something mm. you learn. It's something which is inside of you and you have to unlearn all the stuff that doesn't let you see beauty. I, I totally agree. I think it's also something... When someone says, oh, you need to have an understanding of art to fully grasp the art, then that is just something very limiting for that person. Because when will you be finally in that stage that you can tell from yourself, oh, I understand now all of art. There's so much art in the world. There's so many different art directions. And when you say, oh, you need to understand the art first before the history of the art and different artists before you grasp the the, the, the painting or the photography, then you are not aligned in the moment. And then you are living off, like running after achievements after achievements, because when will, will I know enough about art? Like, I don't know. Like, I think the most important thing when you go mm -hmm. into, and when you go into a gallery is when you, when you see the art and you just observe it and just let the art like influence your con consciousness and just see how the colors are and how or the the photography is just to see as it is and not be like oh i know this kind of piece of art from, from back then and now i can judge it mm -mm -mm -mm. i agree with you i agree with you a hundred percent and um oh. oh that's rare from you <laughs> that's a, that's something so rare <laughs> yes yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes you will see an abstract piece of art and you'll be like, oh, I don't care. And also because somehow you've been learned that you don't care. But if you just stand there, even believing, still believing that you don't care, you stand and you watch it and you're observing it and you just let it come into you, you will feel something. You will have emotions. And those emotions are the most beautiful thing because they are a connection to the collective and subconscious. And the collective subconscious is like, where there is so much healing to do today in our world. And that's why we also want and crave like some uh, soul tribes because we want to have like mini uh, collective subconscious which is healed, which is like advancing. We are also different, but we need that. And also about beauty in all the shades. I think it's kind of interesting to outline that we all also have our own sense of beauty and we all have our own resonation of beauty and we should never have a hierarchy to what is like the actual, the most cool, the coolest beauty. For example, for some people, it will be like super first degree. It will be like super pretty things and flowers and and colors and for example with people who have like strong uh, scorpio or capricorn or aquarius placements they will have for example their aesthetic was 
things that are more edgy, darker, which are weirder. And it's just okay because we all have like a craving to see and to know about the world in a different way. And for me, beauty is really like an elevation of the soul, something we crave to, to feel like we're connected to something greater, to this collective subconscious. And it's really good. For example, and you are the one who recommended to me you can watch a plant, you meditate on a plant, you see that you, that uh, be, the beauty of a plant and you just meditate on it and you let it come to you and you download that energy of the plant into you and you believe it. Sometimes you can have some existential issues and I will just, I will have some existential issues and I will just sit in front of a, a flower. Uh, I have a pot of flowers and I will sit in front of it. And I will be like, oh, look at this flower. What is, it's, what is uh, its purpose? It's here, it's planted and it's growing so beautifully, so radiantly. And that's its all purpose is just to be this beautiful and existing and existing strongly and beautifully. And from that, I get so much reassurance inside myself about my own existential issues i just need to be here i just need to have my own energy and exhale it and that's it it's there. is it because when you um when you see when you see this plant and when you meditate on it or when you're in deep meditation is it maybe because you you forget about all the things your ego is saying in your mind and all the things that, you know, like the, the constructs we have built from our side, which is also a shadow, like things that are blocking our own perception of beauty. And when you see a plant, it's just the plant or, or whatever you choose to be. Uh, exactly. It's also this. It's what I said and also what you said and what you pointed is very relevant. And also when you are in deep meditation and you see this plant, at first you are still have like so many thoughts and it becomes to become like more, mm. more void or more and more yeah. space actually and the ego drops. And the conclusion you had about that plant and what inspired you at first, you are owning it to yourself because you have like this oneness feeling that you and the plant are also like one, you know, and you feel like this connection and like this existential pursuit that we all have. Do you think you would have the same feeling when you look at a person? Like, could you, could uh, um, maybe a stranger invoke in you the same feeling like the plant? Maybe not just by observing. I'm not at that level. I don't know about you, but humans, it's more about learning about their lives. For example, mm. some biographies and everything I can get really inspired by. Or for humans, I will more get inspired by their art and how their art like can validate the most shameful and most hidden and more unaccepted size aspects of their personality. And I think that that's how like this validation within from art through art is like the same that the simple existence of a plant. But since we know about humans, you know, sometimes you feel the aura, it attracts you and everything, but it never inspires me that much. I'm always with humans. I'm more always, oh, I want to dig more. I want to dig more. But the plant, I'm not, I don't want to dig more. I'm just observing from it's too, it's way more simpler. So you think for, or for humans, as I understand it, for you, it has to be um, 
it's a process on in uncovering all these layers until you see this beauty of the or the essence of this person well not necessarily the thing is that that's also like some negative belief is that even when i will see the beautiful part i will always want to dig more and more and more and i will still have doubts about the person <laughs> it will never be 100 percent trust but I think it's really, it's an interesting art uh, in that way by humans. If I um I'm the same. I need or I need to be in conversation with that person. I wouldn't I don't think I would be uh, become that enlightened when I just sit across from a stranger because as you say, I mean I see the person in that moment, but to fully grasp that person, I need to have a soul deep conversation or something they share with me so I understand them also how they speak you know how they move I mean this is all the vibration right when they speak it's how they use their their tonality to express themselves and I feel everything is an expression expression you know which um the the body language and and I think also how they they dress and how they put themselves is I mean it's just information I gather and when they tell me their story I can grasp them more deeply when they tell me about themselves as you say and I think it's more it's super more interesting to to have a really deep conversation and that is something that I um that I miss with so many people is that showing vulnerability is the the best thing you can do to be really honest about how you feel in in a moment and also if it's just a stranger also sorry what did you say the stronger you can get Yes, exactly. And also just being free, you know. Yeah. I think it has something to do with freedom that can just have a conversation with someone and just be like, look, this and this and this doesn't go well. That's my problem. Or these and these things go well. And I think that in my culture, for example, in Germany, people just downplay themselves. Like they, when someone, for example, makes a lot of money, when they show it off, they're like, oh, look, that he's... Uh, in your sense, nouvelle riche, which is yes. newly rich, you know, like they, they always judge it. And I'm like, so it's only accepted when you're like, when you're depressed to really show your feelings. I, I think that's, that's a weird, you know, it's a weird situation. I feel like that people are so guarded with themselves and for oh, just because they've been, they've been hurt in the past and then they don't want to be hurt again. But I feel like it's so freeing when you just share whatever is in your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And I think it's beautiful what you say because it just it just like makes sense what you were saying earlier about the beauty is in the details because you named so many so much details you see about people like other people are not necessarily attentive to it. And also about deep conversation, you say that you crave deep conversation. But I think that this is very common among all humans and mm -hmm. among our generation and the one just before us and just after us, we're craving it even more because social media, it also brings you like an illusion of uh, deepness, which you don't always have. And people are always, even now with the trend of spirituality and everything, you can meet some people, you think, oh, they're so spiritual and everything. But it's more about like 
a trend we get into to get validated, to get in a crew, to get in a fake tribe, you know, like through a valid, oh, I'm doing this so I can join you. Oh, I'm like this. So I'm with these people. Oh, no, no, no. And it's not, it's nothing deeper. And sometimes you meet people. And personally, I have some, I don't know if you also have, think that deep conversations come to me very naturally. Like I will be like around something and like have deep, say deep things. And people will be surprised and I will really get into it and they'll be like, it's so cool to be to be able to be deep. Even those people you thought they were superficial at the beginning and you, you didn't even feel that you were deep. So it's like a craving of the soul. And it's also what we said just earlier about feeling a connection about your vulnerabilities, feeling that you're not alone, that you're not ridiculous, that deep down all those things that you don't want to show are not angry, are not shameful, uh, are not ugly are not shameful we are inside we are all so scared we are all so insecure we are all so lonely we are all so ashamed deep inside how we've been raised deep inside we all feel this we all feel very alone it's just like you know only you have to peel and see but again you don't have to go into you don't have to fall into the toxic pattern because you cannot awake or transform someone you just have to take them as they are and as they are if the flows have to be compatible with yours i think i i think that every you really need to accept people as they are and people who when you say um some people they dare to be deep around you it's because you are living yourself and just being yourself and that gives other people the courage to also be themselves and i feel like as you say social media media is the the goddess of illusion in in greek um it is an illusion to think that you need to be a certain way to have followers and i think this is the the whole flawed concept is I don't want to be at a point where it's just about me and my followers and so many people think oh they need to have a following base but they don't follow themselves it's a really it's a paradox and I feel that you know the the pyramid you know or the pyramid sorry is uh is the triangular is with one person at the top so there's one person at the top and people follow them but I think nowadays you need to turn around the pyramid and it's the one person like when you can see it, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one person at the bottom that influences other people to be themselves, to share their own authenticity. And everyone is talking about, oh, I'm so authentic. But they're not. They're just trying to have followers. But when you turn around the pyramid and when the when there's one person at the bottom who impacts a tribe or a following, then the pyramid is open to you know, to endless possibilities because they can, endless people can, can join a tribe and endless people can share a movement. Endless people can, can be their own leaders. It's not just about one leader or one person at the top. It's about everyone having this, this leadership in, in creating their own movement. I agree with you a hundred percent. We decided to make a cut right here and split up these episodes um, because We were talking about beauty and defining beauty and it got so interesting and we swept over into um, racism and how racism defined a part of the upbringing of Yasmin because she comes from an African culture, she's Algerian and she's experienced racism in her life when she was living in Paris 
and so yeah we split it up and I'm so happy you made it this far and you listened to this podcast and I'm of course very happy if you tune in to the next episode with Yasmin on racism and I wish you the best of the days and hear you soon bye